Welcome to the table. You are listening to the Kingstown Communion podcast with lead pastor Michelle Matthews. The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kingstown Communion. We're glad that you're listening along with us. If you live close by, we hope you'll join us for worship in person. And if you ever feel so inclined to help us by giving financially, you can do so on our website, kingstowncommunion.net. Uh, reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. I think it's on the, on, on the bulletin. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went to the town went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and he was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room in the guest house. Now in the same region, There were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign tip for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of claws and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Merry Christmas. Y'all can say it back to me. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It is so good to be able to say these words to you and to hear you say them back. Um, last year we did gather here, uh, but it was like everybody was super scared, uh, and it was um, it, it felt a little just sad because then we ended up going into more lockdowns or more quarantining um, for a while after that um, as, as the numbers rose. So it's so good. I'm gonna say it again. It's so good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's so good to hear you say it. This time of year um, is a special time, isn't it? Oh. I know I'm stating the obvious because we all put so much work 
into making it special. We put a whole lot of work into making the barn special <laughs> this year. <laughs> if you plan to go to the barn, which was last night, um, it felt like I feel more tired this year than I normally do, even though I didn't have two services last night that packed out Nall's produce, mainly because I feel like I've done like three times the logistics this year of moving things one place and then taking them out of some place. But we put so much effort into making the barn special, which is why it was disappointing that we couldn't have it. I confess as your pastor that every year I want to join in and make my Christmas Eve homily extra special. I spend more time on these normally 8 to 15 homiletical minutes than I do on any other task the entire year. I write and then I erase or I backspace. Let's be honest, I don't, I don't erase anything. But I, I backspace and then I write and then I backspace and then I write and then I go and watch a YouTube video and get, you know, get into that for a little while and, and forget and then I procrastinate and then I watch another YouTube video and then I write a little bit more and then I backspace. And, because I really want <laughs> this homily to be just right. I want it to be special. I mean, after all, you're here, you've come all this way from wherever you are. Maybe it was just you know, across the street, but you came here tonight in that cold weather. You're not at home. You drug yourselves out here on this awfully cold night. And I want to give you something special. It's notable to me, though, that the gospel writer Luke could care less about making his Christmas sermon special. Did you hear it as Matt read it? Like we read it every year, but did you really hear it? We printed it for you in case you don't believe me, like I'm making this stuff up. We put it in there, we put it up here. St. Luke, introducing us to the Christmas story tonight, gives us the most boring prose in the history of literature. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone in the empire should be enrolled in a tax list. Taxes. Boring. The first enrollment occurred when Quirinius, governor of Syria. Governors. Boring. I mean, spice it up a little bit, Luke, right? Spice it up. We came out here on this perfectly good Christmas Eve night. You know, we went through all the cold. You could at least jazz it up a bit, Luke. Give us a little something special, right? We didn't come for taxes and politicians. Boring. And the story does not get that much more lively after this. She gives birth. Not really a special thing. It sort of is ordinary. There's this girl. She's pregnant. It happens all the time. She gives birth. She's not really of any special lineage we're speaking of. She gives birth in this little town that's not really worth talking about, this ordinary out-of-the-way place. This kind of thing happens 385,000 times a day. Ordinary folks giving birth in ordinary places. Nothing special. 
But if we stay awake through Pastor Luke's very boring opening remarks, if we tune into this ordinary sermon, we start to notice that the sacred begins to be woven into this very ordinary backdrop. Ordinary fields like in Zebula become the backdrop for angelic choirs. Ordinary shepherds become recipients of this otherworldly commission. An ordinary town like Bethlehem becomes the meeting place for heaven and earth. It's weird. Like this time of year, the church is totally into this. The entire earth is striving to make something special. And according to Pastor Luke, all of heaven is striving to make the ordinary its home. Maybe better, better yet, all of heaven is seeking to make the ordinary sacred. Nothing special here. Just all of heaven breaking loose. In the last few years, if they've taught us anything at all, it's that it's the ordinary stuff, the ordinary stuff that really matters, right? We, not, we might not have been able to get together last year or the year before. Maybe this is why so many people are traveling this year, because you can finally get together. We might not have been able to sit around tables. We had our first table gathering inside this building just last month. <laughs> we might not have been able to celebrate the milestones of life or those milestones 40th birthdays were had on Zoom calls. The gospel truth revealed at Christmas, friends, is not that something special happened so many years ago, but that the ordinary stuff is the most sacred gift we'll ever receive. The mystery of the incarnation is this, that when God takes flesh in Jesus, all flesh, all ordinary flesh, all ordinary people, you all sitting here become holy. When Mary gives birth in the manger, Every ordinary piece of dirt becomes sacred. That's why. That's why the, the angels are singing tonight. That's why heaven and earth are rejoicing tonight. Because from now on, God's home is among the ordinary stuff of life. And so tonight, friends, here in this, in, in our very ordinary church, in this ordinary school in this ordinary city, kind of a suburb, kind of a city, with ordinary folks like you, I offer this very ordinary sermon. And I pray that over this Christmas holiday that, that you get to sit around ordinary tables with some ordinary people that you get to avoid some ordinary political discussions at those tables. That you find time for some ordinary bickering among your family. That you take an ordinary nap 
watch some ordinary Christmas shows. And I pray that as you do, that somewhere in the corner of your consciousness, you'll hear it's going to be like angels singing. And you're going to sense this shift of heaven making its home with you. This year, I, I wish you, friends, the most ordinary Christmas. Would you pray with me? God, you came to be with us. And if we're honest, um, many of us here tonight are, are sitting in these seats. Our mind is half here. Our mind is also half on our to-do list. Bless you moms in the room who have that to-do list in your brain right now. Those dads in the room, those, those people who have so many more tasks left on the list for the night. It's only... <laughs> It's only 6 p.m. Because we so desperately want <laughs> for it to be special. And because of that, we somehow get to a point where we start to think that we, that you, God, expect us to be special. But the mystery of the incarnation, God, is that you came to be with us with all the boxes on our list unchecked. You came to be with us in the heaviness of whatever grief we're sensing this year if we can't get Mary like others. You came to be with us, God, in the midst of broken marriages having to force it through the holidays. You came to be with us, God, in the midst of addiction, mental illness, whatever it is that we will try to avoid around our tables this Christmas. You came to be with us, God, with us. You came and took on the dirt of us and of this world. God, we just want an ordinary Christmas with an extraordinary God. We join together and we pray that prayer, that ordinary prayer that so often it becomes so ordinary to us that we just say it and we don't even focus on the words anymore, but we pray it tonight, God, not that we might be special, but it says daily bread. We pray that prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen.